You're listening to Hardly Humble. Welcome, welcome to episode 15 of the Hard to Be Humble podcast. I am the humblest man on earth, Tommy Stickle, and I am joined today with the co-host, the boringest man on earth, Chad Graham. How you doing, Chad? His name is Tommy. It's Tommy. I'm fantastic, Tom. Nice. It's very cold here in Arkansas. Sleet. Snow all in Northwest Arkansas. Gross, gross, gross weather, Tommy. Windy. I thought I died walking to my car this evening. It is Monday. It's Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you for all who have served. But today's weather was gross. Not so bad here, but Mandy asked me how cold I thought it would get tomorrow. I don't know. Because she said it that way, I was like, I'm going to guess something extreme and say 20. I think it's going to be 20. She goes, no, two. Two degrees. (laughs) She goes, at eight, it'll be seven or eight degrees. I was like, what? In the middle of of November. That's what it is here, and it's going there. It's awful. Yesterday, it was like 70. Today, it just dropped. There was like an inch of ice on my windshield. Inch. Did it make you, were you late for work or did you get there on time? I got there this morning at 6.05 a.m. Look at that, overachiever, right? 6.05 a.m. That's really good. I wasn't even awake at 6.05. You're at work. I was just (laughs) changing the world, honestly. But what what that hurt me on, because it started getting gross early, so that ice just accumulated. You know what I did? This was not safe. Not safe at all, Tommy. But I went out to my car, and you know, like you have the the icer scraper, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> well, I got out there, and I tried, and I no progress. Oh, no. <laughs> I made it worse. <laughs> I, had to, I had the defroster going. And so I didn't have any gloves. So I tried, and I was like, screw it. So I just got in, back in the car. I couldn't see anything. So I sat there for five minutes. And got mad again and went back out there. Too windy. He's like, nope, screw it. We got back in the car. And then finally, I probably had a hole. No one can see this. It was about this big. <laughs> I mean, probably the size of my face. Okay. I just it. Ooh. It super dangerous, but I made it. <laughs> got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Got to do what you got to do, man. And I came home, put the kids to bed, and I'm eating their Halloween candy. Is that bad? No, that happens. Yeah. What what's what's your favorite right yeah. now? What are you enjoying? I mean, Reese's. You can't beat the Reese's cup. But I grabbed, got the, I had the Reese's cup to start off with, but I wanted to end with something not as overwhelming, overbearing, right? Because we're old, right? So I thought, okay, a little Starburst. A little Starburst would be good just to kind of end off my treat. But guess what, Tom? Is there anything any more disappointing than getting two oranges in your Starburst? Two oranges? 
worst. I was so mad. You're gonna think I'm crazy. I was. I thought you were gonna go with the double lemon, the double yellow. Oh, I take lemon over orange. I, I like the oranges. You're. Ugh. I know it's weird, but that's what I like. So I guess we're good. We would be good teammates in Starburst wow. package eating because I would eat the oranges, you'd eat the yellows, and then we could split the pink and the reds. Yeah, almost. I ate them. I ate them, but I didn't like it. Important question. So, snow cone flavors. Mm. What's your? So, I love my two favorite snow cone flavors all day long. Not together, but separate. You know, you just got to pick between the two. Either orange. I love orange flavored stuff. Or grape, purple, orange or purple. Those are your choices. That's what I love. Purple. Purple. No, the only time orange should be involved in any kind of flavor is orange juice. That's it. Nothing else. Nah. Orange juice. Yeah. It's okay. Orange is gross. Is per- so is purple one of your favorite flavors, or do you like? Are you like a strawberry or cherry or blue, whatever yeah. blue is? Blue's always something different. Yeah. You don't know what blue is. <laughs> it's I blue. like rolling with blue. It's always a mystery what it is. <laughs> All right, neither neither here nor there. So, AK, you're back. I'm excited. You're back. Your texting was non-existent and ruined my week. So thanks. Yes, I I I was very off the radar. All of last week, basically from Sunday night of last week through basically Sunday night of, well, yesterday, you know, that was pretty much a solid seven days of me just being totally gone from my phone. I found out, this is what I didn't know, the whole trip, so we were, we were driving through, you know, rural places on the interstate. I have really cheap cell phone service, so I don't have one of your really reliable AT&T or Verizons. I have one of your knockoff discount plans that probably uses Sprint or T-Mobile. I don't even know. I think it's Sprint, technically. Anyways, I was out there, and I wasn't getting any service the whole time. So I was just like, okay, well, it's because, it's because I just, this is what you get when you get a cheap service. You just get punished and you don't get service when you're traveling <laughs> or something. Come home and then I'm like messing with my stuff and I'm like, I should have data right now. I know I should. Looked, I, I finally thought, wow, my credit card that pays for my cell phone service recently expired and you know how you get like a new one with like dates that are like four years oh, later? Yeah. And what had happened was my credit card expired and so it didn't like, you know, go over my next month so I didn't have any kind of cell phone service for like six days and feel, didn't even notice it. Felt fine. Felt good. I didn't I didn't mind. And you thought it was just cheap service. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody texted me not on an I think the iPhone, since I have an iPhone, it like saved the iMessages. So anyone from a you know, Apple iPhone oh, yeah. that texted me, I could get them when I connected to Wi Fi, but anyone that didn't the way. they're just gone. Which I'm sure is many people out there texting you. By the way, the day the day you changed to an iPhone was one of the better days of my life. <laughs> Group text. Like, when you go from green to blue on iMessage, it's Chad Morris, rest in peace, game changer. Yes. Right? Like, <laughs> it is. That's the only, that is the absolute only reason I have an iPhone. That's it. Have I talked Honored. about this before on the podcast? I don't even remember. Honored. But that's it, because you can get the same thing with much cheaper, same performance, everything. 
It's not worth it, except for iPhones got you hooked with the reactions. Mm, it's the best. So, since I was just totally off the grid traveling in Nevada, Utah, Arizona, I didn't watch the basketball game against Rice. Totally missed it. I hear there was a football game. Missed it. Haven't watched it yet. So I'm not going to be a good source of any reactions to any of that stuff. I was off the grid. But I know you watched it. I did. Let's talk basketball, Tommy. Let's talk basketball first. Hawks open against Rice and smoked them. Not only did we beat Rice, Tommy, we destroyed Rice. And part of me, part of me was excited. And I'll, I'll get to what I was most excited about with Arkansas. I'll break it down to three things. But also, I think Rice was one of the worst basketball teams I've ever seen in my life. Ever. They were terrible. <laughs> but I just looked, and Rice has won two games since we beat them. Wow. <laughs> Mind is blown. Who'd they beat? Do you know off the top of your head? Yeah, they actually they beat Penn, the powerhouse of Penn, but Penn beat Alabama opening night. Wow. Part of me is like a little, I don't know, like you can eventually break it down like, oh, we were national champs because we beat so-and-so, who beat so-and-so. But that's pretty telling because, I mean, the score was 91 to 43 against Rice. It was never in the game. Arkansas demolished. They put it in the left lane and they hammered down. That's, yes, that's the hammer down. Wow. I, I honestly, I knew we beat Rice, but I had no idea we beat them 91 to 43. Are you serious? Yeah. They were <laughs> so insane. bad. And then here's the thing about Rice, Tommy. Not only did they beat Penn, they destroyed Penn 80 to 61. Mm. Mm. In turn, beat Alabama, which Alabama probably stinks. Just context. Interesting context for me. Anyway, three things, three big things I liked about Arkansas basketball. Number one, and this drove me insane during the Mike Anderson era, but guess what, Tommy? We actually guarded three-point shots. They were contested on the wings. Blew my mind. I didn't know that was possible. I know. I know. Is that... Is that wait, Chad? I've been watching Arkansas basketball a long time, and I, I, I don't think it's possible. Having watched them play, there is always somebody that is wide open. If you just pass it at least four times, someone's going to be wide open. That's how it always works. If, so you're telling me that didn't happen? Oh my! I mean, there was open shots, but I, I'll put it this way: I have never been as excited when an opposing team. They actually, I think they actually made the three pointer, but we it was contested and. As if it wasn't in a Mike Anderson era, it was great. Like the 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 defense, the effort on the on the three pointer was awesome. That was super fun to watch. Number one, because biggest biggest heartburn for me was we had the weakest press ever over the past three years. They'd break it, make two passes, drain a three, see ya. Right. Right. Great perimeter defense. So props there. Number two, what I liked is we're about we're boxing out, Tommy. Ooh, we're a short team, but like we were in there getting rebounds, and like I hadn't seen the effort 
We get rebounds. And we out-rebounded Rice 45-27. to 27. I think that's going to be a compelling stat for us all year. So that's something to watch out for. And we didn't have Reggie Chaney. He was suspended for whatever reason. My guy, my pick, Reggie, I know you're listening. Disappointed, man. Come on, Reg. You were my guy. I called you out. Like, you were the one I was counting on. Um, So that was good. Rebounding effort was awesome. Number three, and most importantly, Tommy, you ready for this one? Can't, Can't wait. We ran an offense, Tom. We ran, and I, I saw it. I, I could see a play being run, and it was fantastic. It was beautiful, and it was a balance. It wasn't like, it wasn't like no, we're gonna run this offense no matter what. They still did transition, right? They still like did what they wanted to. And watching Muscleman, you need to watch this. He got so jazzed up, and he like he was pumping the crowd up during Ooh. time, which was so awesome. <laughs> like Rice calls the timeout. Must runs to like half court and is like throwing his hands up, getting the crowd pumped up. That is so cool to me. He gets it, man. It's entertainment. Like he understands, and like I love that. It gets, I get like I'm getting excited right now. I will run through my wall right now in my house. Yeah, don't. That's expensive yeah. repair. That's true. But I'm excited about that. Before I get to the things I was disappointed in, do you have any comments or questions since you didn't watch the game? Hmm. Okay, I love I love your feedback specifically on Musselman. I I know that I, I've seen since being back, you know, on the internet that Mason Jones had a really great game. I believe he was named the SEC Player of the Week for Ooh. his performance. He's of course my boy, Mason Jones, right. who I really like. Uh, so you probably have the stats in front of you. I don't, but have you forgiven Mason yet? Because this yeah. performance, so that I know last year Texas, I think, yeah. So I know that that was yeah. a thing. Have you forgiven him? Have you have you yeah. let it go now? Here's the thing: is that was the first game of the season last year, right? So stark contrast to this. If he did this against Texas, <laughs> I mean, we're in a different. We're we're telling a completely different story. Mason Jones crushed it. I mean, thirty-two points, seven rebounds, three assists. It was incredible. He was on, he could not miss. How many rebounds? Seven. Wow. Who so what was the rotation of players like? I know I could just rewatch it, but you tell me who was who was playing the most and Adrio had nine rebounds too, and that guy's not like big, right? He's just shifty. Mm-hmm. After the uh the starters were Bailey, Witt, uh Desi, Joe, and Jones. Um Scylla and Jalen Harris were the main two contributors off the bench. Still is bad. He's not good. <laughs> He's just, I'm just calling for what he is. He's not good. He's not a good player. He's going to be that guy who frustrates you. Oh, no. Yeah. He's, oh, maybe, no. Chad. Maybe he had a, maybe he had a bad game. <laughs> that was my, that was my, I had three things I'm disappointed in. He's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think he missed like three layups. Oh, no. He's nervous. <laughs> he's, he's a big body. Well, when Reggie Cheney's in there, he'll do better. Um, yeah, Jalen Harris came off the bench. I mean, that guy, he's a starter in my mind. He, he had a great game, very efficient game. Um, and then Ethan Henderson got some minutes, but it was kind of what we were up. So they really ran six guys, really, the, the or six, seven guys the majority of the game. So 
I'm assuming that'll be eight when Reggie gets back in. Um, here's a, a crazy stat. And again, I don't know if this is just Rice. Either had an off night or is that that bad? Like our perimeter defense wasn't this good. They shot two from 25 from three point line. Whoa. Two, five. That is 8% for, for those of you uh, keeping score. 8% from three pointer. Now, granted, we played defense on the perimeter. But it was not eight percent. Yeah, not that elite. <laughs> Incredible. So interesting. That is what interesting. Else? Yes, I've forgiven Mason Jones. Excellent. The things I'm, I was disappointed in. One, Silla. I mean, hopefully he'll he'll be improved uh, uh, an improvement going down the down the road. He's a guy you can all root for. Like, hey, you know, let's get behind this guy. He needs it. He needs a little support. <laughs> Two is free throw shooting. That was one of the things I was excited about. It was like, we're going to be able to shoot free throws this year. Shot 7-11, 64%. Not going to cut it. Mason Jones was 4 for 4 from free throws, so you got to give him props for that. Jalen Harris was 2 of 4. Yeah. Cool. And then Sill was 1 out of 2. Um, and then the, the walk-on. The walk-on got to shoot a free throw. If nothing else, Tommy, you got to watch that. He, like... Caught the side of the backboard. <laughs> like he got fouled. Is that is that Ty Stevens? Is he the walk on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody wanted him to shoot, um, <laughs> but like Mus was telling him not to shoot with thirty seconds left or whatever. We were up like a hundred, <clears throat> and uh, Jason was wanting us to win by fifty. Being Jason, who he is, so we're down two, and it's like a weird loose ball foul, and Stevens goes to the line for one and one and one. And like, oh, we can get 50, right? He just, he's so nervous. Just completely missed. Not even close. Come on. Better Come luck. on, Ty. So, once we get the right guys at the free throw line, I think it could be a different story. But, poor showing. Poor showing. That was one thing I was excited to see. Uh, third thing I was disappointed in, Tommy? Didn't have one. Wasn't, didn't have one. It, it was a flawless game. So I kind of left hanging there. Excellent. Awesome. Well, hey, that sounds awesome. I can't wait to actually watch it, which I will. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up. In fact, I'm really excited about watching it. So, I know that I saw the news of Moses Moody and his it's, decision, it's, the decision, choosing to commit to Arkansas, commit to Musselman. Now I'm seeing more and more people. Uh, I believe that Kevin McPherson, the best Razorback hog uh, beat writer, say that there is definitely a good chance. I I can't remember exactly what he said, but something about it being a a good chance at least of all five of of them all wanting to come to Arkansas. You know, the big five, Uh, Jalen Williams, Chris Moore, whom whom I'm skipping. Devontae Davis in there. Yep, he's already he's already committed. Um, Moses KK. KK. Uh, that's who I'm that's who I'm skipping. KK Robinson. Yep. Those big five. He announces over Thanksgiving. Jalen will be announcing soon. So you're pretty awesome, man. I, I'm most ex- I feel like Jalen is who we need the most. Height. He's a big guy. He can shoot the three ball too. I looked at some of his stats. Good. I'm excited. And you can't forget about the guy that you shared. <laughs> I forget his name. But you showed me his highlights. 
And he's good. Duncan Powell. The man <laughs> no one remembers. <laughs> was that the guy? Yeah. Was that the guy who tried to get, hey, can somebody give me some edits here so I can get a picture? Yeah. He's he's the next year's class, but no one cares. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not yet. It's just, it's kind of sad. Maybe, I'm sure we'll care one day, but just... <laughs> <laughs> not today no one no uh, one cares he's the underdog it's a good underdog story he is poor duncan man let's get duncan on this show can we get him on the show duncan dunk so so let's go to the next best sport at arkansas at the moment hockey <laughs> yes so hockey played some games had a good showing I got the stats up in front of me. They played three games over the weekend in Springfield, Missouri, and it was in the Route 66 showcase. Do you say route or route? Route. 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 That's what I say, too. Route. In the Route 66, and, I mean, they just slaughtered everybody. They played three games. The first game, they won 13-2. Route drink. Sorry. That's right. Uh, Route 44 drink. <laughs> mm, that sounds good. So they beat Washington University at St. Louis, 13 to two. <laughs> Outstanding. They beat the old Washington of St. Louis. They beat New Mexico, who I've never heard of being a hockey school, but I don't know. 14 to one. New Mexico of, of St. Louis or New Mexico of New Mexico? It's straight. It's a straight New Mexico. No ch- nothing. New Mexico, and they beat Colorado School of Mines. Shut them out. Shut Suck out. Suck it, Mines. S-H-O. They got a shutout. Ten to nothing. Ten to nothing. <laughs> They're just destroying everybody. It's fantastic. <laughs> How fun would that be, Chad? Think about it. Would you, If you were on a team like that, and you were traveling, and I know that you know they don't have the glitz and glamour that other bigger sports have, but still... You're you're practicing, you're playing, you're competing. If you're beating teams that bad, that's got to be fun, right? I don't think that gets old. No, you're playing the game you love, and you're just mauling people, and they're the same age as you. It's not like you're beating up on like little kids; like you're destroying people. Yeah, it's awesome at collegiate level. It's incredible. I think it'd be fun. You'll support them. Well, speaking of supporting them, they do have games coming up in uh, Springdale. The home games this upcoming Friday, November 15th, and Saturday, November 16th. The Friday night game is at 7.30 p.m. They are playing again, Washington University at St. Louis. So connect the dots, Washington University at St. Louis. I don't know. I don't know how that all works. Playing them doubleheader, I guess, or back-to-back day-night. So the Friday night game is at 7.30, and then they have a 3.05 p.m on Saturday game. So go out there, support them, love them. Like I mentioned before, they've already played this team the weekend before and beat them 13-2. So I would imagine that you can guarantee some wins here, at least one, probably both pretty easily. You know, no pressure not to jinx it. I'll knock on some wood around here. But it should be a good time. Go out, support them, have some fun. Yeah. (laughs) Real quick. (laughs) I was trying to find the uh, mascot of the Washington University at St. Louis, but 
to blow your mind. Notable alumni of the Washington University at St. Louis. This may not blow your mind. It blew mine. But the CEO, chairman, executive chairman, former CEO of Men's Warehouse. Ooh. University of St. Louis. Ooh. George Zimmer. He is a notable alumni. I, I Googled just the mascot, and all it says is bear. <laughs> just bear. B-E-A-R. It's bear. <laughs> the old Washington University of St. Louis bear. Bear. <laughs> it's not plural. <laughs> it's bear. It's a singular bear. <laughs> Why is oh, that so the, funny, he, but it is. It's just a bear. He's the battling bear. Just bear. Battling bear. See, I hate that. Bear can just be. There's, there's bear. Oh man, <laughs> that oh that is a bad logo. That looks like it needed to be redone about forty years ago. It's a bad bear. Here's the alternate. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, he horrible. looks like he's about to sell me some <laughs> corn dogs or something. <laughs> he looks like something from like uh, Coney Island, <laughs> like a mask. I don't know. Uh, Anything else happened this weekend? Something else happened. I think I've yeah. I didn't One watch more thing. I forgot. I I didn't watch the game. I I <laughs> I just knew it. I don't. Something in my gut said I'm going to look at this score and it's going to make me laugh. And it did. It made me laugh. So of course, the football team lost an embarrassing game. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, there's not much else left to talk about. It it's bad. We all know it's bad. Well, I mean, he's gone. He knew, he it's knew good. Everything. It's good. I'm glad he's gone. I'm thankful he's gone. Chad, what was wrong with Chad? Oof. He didn't really make any adjustments, right? I mean, in a game. He had, I feel like his game plan wasn't great. I never saw the offensive guru that he was touted to be. He just got worse. <laughs> he got worse over a year and a half. I mean, the bar was low. All you had to do was beat the non-con teams, right? Pretty much. SEC next year. Like, you're there. Um, young team, we get it. Man, you can't get smoked like that by Western. You just – and San Jose State smoked. So, I mean, I don't know. And he just – he just didn't – he didn't say the right things either. I mean, he handled the QB situation both years so bad. He, he okay. was – Give him credit, though. He was really good at developing quarterbacks. I, I feel like all the quarterbacks who played are better because of his development, right? Yeah. Think about that. They got worse. They all got better, all of them, when they left. Think about that. That's, yeah. that's the opposite of developing a player. It is, it is turning them into worse versions of themselves. I feel like his flaw is that he assumes that competition brings out the best in players. Or like, if you just put two quarterbacks in a room and make them fight it out, one of them's going to be the guy, and he'll be awesome. It Competition will raise one of them to be great. And also, you got to change your mind each week. That, I get that helps them <laughs> develop. Ugh. Like, guy this week. Nope, not a guy. <laughs> Halftime, see ya. It'd be interesting to see how many... How many different quarterbacks are in like different consecutive quarters? Like, I mean, the carousel from last year to this year was insane. He had some talent. 
the QB, I think, anyway. We have plenty of talent. I, I don't like it when people say we don't have talent because we have more talent than Missouri does easily. Now, Missouri's yeah. not great. We always have more talent on our team than Missouri. Always. We recruit better. Yeah. We have just natural. And yet they've been destroying us. They've been destroying other teams in the East. That's because they have good coaching and a good culture and a good program. You don't have to have talent. It's not, we have fine talent. It's about getting good leaders. We don't have leadership and it starts at the top. Yeah. You got to have the right leader. Here's a, did you listen to Barry Lunny's uh, press conference today? I did. Yeah, here's what I didn't like. And some people liked it. I don't know why. I know we have a bye week. But I'm not trying to be a downer here. <laughs> but they asked, who's your starting quarterback going to be? And he's like, I don't want to name a starting QB yet. But, I mean, I understand. But for everything we've gone through over the past two years, it's just name like, Humorous, just name a starting quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is that am I taking it the wrong way? I, I think you could take it both ways. You know, exactly what you said. I know he made a joke about he's gonna surprise LSU and he definitely said it tongue in cheek, you know, like surprise, surprise, surprise. We're not gonna name one so that and it's like Yeah, of course they don't care. Because of all of our wealth of talent. Yeah. Maybe, you know. I don't know. It it's gonna be weird. I would imagine he can't name I, if I were him. What would you do? You know, you're not in charge. Well, I guess you are in charge now of the team at large, but I feel like it would be kind of, in a way, overstepping his, I guess he's the head coach, but you know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of like it's too early to just say, this is my guy. I've seen it all along. You know, just give him time to practice, I would say. But at the same time, he probably could have said it differently. I disagree, because... He's been he's been with the team since last year. He's been in practices. He's went through all of it. He's got to have an opinion on who the guy should be. So, like, what else do you need to see this week that's going to change your mind? Um, but you're right. I mean, he literally this is like his first day on the job. So, I get it. You get it. You get a bye week, so you don't have to name a starter. But like, that's been the most annoying thing. Like just name a starting quarterback and like let's let's move on with our life. I feel like it's got to be got to go with KJ though. It'll be like, KJ. That's my assumption. I think that that's everybody knows it. You can't go wrong starting KJ at this point. I think it's the move. Starkle, no. Hicks. Oh, if he's how funny would it be if he starts Ben Hicks? <laughs> I if he does. Whew. Oh my goodness. Twitter will be a dumpster. Just garbage. <laughs> oh, he we'll can't. See. He can't start Ben. He Hicks. can't. You can't. Exactly. So, I mean, that leaves you John Stephen Jones or KJ. And I mean, yeah, I love John Stephen Jones, but he didn't look good against Western. I understand the offensive line is not playing great, but. You got to go, KJ. Yeah. If nothing else, I know that I feel like the offense is so complicated right now with so many. It seems like it's all about we got to install this play and do this or that package. And it's just like if they just did something simple with KJ the whole time, I don't care if at halftime LSU adjusts and completely shuts it down. Who cares? Like just give, just give, just get 10 plays that work. And that the team can run. 
and that they won't make stupid mistakes. The mental errors won't happen. Just give them a chance with simplicity and just let them go. And I, and I bet Barry will do something like that. I could be wrong. You know, I, I don't know enough about football to know how stupid that is. I don't think that's a winning formula, but the, it's not about winning right now. It's about competing. It's about just going out there and playing hard and playing as a team and doing your best. And if you can't do your best because it's too complicated to do your best and it's full of drama, then cut stuff out. Just make it simple. And hopefully he'll do that. hope so. Did you get get a collar this week? I did. I did. Let's see here. I actually got the same collar twice. Twice is nice. Let's give it, uh, let's see here. Andy from Memphis, who is our most active caller on the podcast phone number. Let me pull it up because I always forget it. What's that number, Tommy? 615-392-0107. So let's listen to Andy's voicemail, see what he has to say, and go from there. Hey, Tommy, this is Andy from Memphis. Just got done listening to y'all's latest episode. He gone, and I believe he should be gone. And, you know, the uh, Memphis, Louisville, not Memphis, Louisville, but Memphis uh, SMU game this past Saturday. And I don't even want Arkansas to go after Norvell anymore. I want Norvell to stay in Memphis. He made a Memphian now. He says he's a Memphian, so let him stay at Memphis. But I do think Arkansas's next head coach. I need to look at this Rhett Lashley, the OC, down at SMU. He actually tries to get in the left lane, put the hammer down, going fast, 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 and not scared to use people to their best potential. Uh, about to get ready to watch this basketball game. Want to see what Muslim's going to do. I'm just glad there's some new blood going in there. Looks like it could be fun, and we'll see how it goes. Talk to you boys later. Bye. Well, thanks. Thanks, Andy. That was actually from last Tuesday, so I'm a little delayed. He called in after I'd already released last week's episode. So, obviously, that was before the first basketball game. You know, a few things, but he I, I, you know, he says he's Andy in Memphis, so I believe him when he says that he was at the uh, college game day, SMU, Memphis. Memphis had a nice win there. What I hope you- Andy was one of those guys uh, holding the signs about Chad Morris. I hope that was you, Andy, out there. Did you see those signs? I did. We need to know. Andy. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's got to be you. Andy, tweet us your best picture from that weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's see some of that. That was a great call. All of the beginning. He is gone, man. I thought everyone just like felt something lifted off their shoulders on Sunday. Just like, ah, I can breathe again. <laughs> exactly. No fan. I mean, he hates someone lose his job. You know. He deserved it. That's the point. In in <laughs> football, in athletics, you get what you deserve, typically. Yeah, he made a lot of money, so I don't feel that bad for him. He's fine. So, Rhett Lashley, now, I have not seen a single person. I forgot know. he was from you. Me too. I didn't know. Uh, let's see. I forgot he was down there. He's doing well, obviously. So, Rhett, so Rhett Lashley infamously, or at least where I know him from, offensive coordinator, I believe, at Auburn under Gus Malzahn, definitely in that tree, you know, coaching tree. I don't know. I feel like Rhett, I like his name. It's kind of a good Southern name, Rhett. Yeah. Oh, Rhett. I feel like, in my opinion, it's a little bit too low for us. I think we can do better, or at least a, a bigger 
someone more, I don't know if you say more proving because he's, I guess he's just never had a head coaching job, at least not that I know of. I can look it up. What do you think, Chad, about Rhett Lashley? I remember he was a big name. He was a big name when he was at Auburn. Yeah, he was. Something, something went sideways with him and Gus, right? Is that what kind of, I don't know. I don't really know all the details. But um, I remember he was like, talked with some of the really big names. And, and, and uh, You know, that I've kind of forgotten about Rhett in his past, to be honest. I totally have. That's kind of funny. I just associate him with Gus Malzahn. I didn't realize that he's born in Springdale, Arkansas, from Springdale. Ooh. Played quarterback for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Don't even remember that. Come on. From 2002 to 2004. Do you remember that? I don't. I didn't even remember that. And Come on, Rhett. Yeah, he's he was a uh, a graduate assistant at Arkansas in 2006. Um, let's see, Mac. was you know an offensive coordinator at Arkansas State in 2012, Auburn in 2013 to 2016. Then he kind of went sideways. Was an OC slash QB coach at UConn. Now he's been at SMU, I guess, last year and this year. I could see Red. I, I don't feel like Red is your is your head coach hire. He could be a good offensive coordinator that Ooh, let's I'd just like that. let's just play let's just play these scenarios out. Barry Lunny likely to lose against LSU. Probably more than likely. Almost <laughs> guaranteed to lose to LSU. Could beat Missouri. Let's just say he really motivates the team. I wouldn't call that as a prediction of mine, no. but let's say it happens. And because of that, let's say we perform so well, Hunter Yurchek wants to give him the head coaching job with some really program-friendly, low contract, you know, probably nothing crazy. I could see Rhett Lashley moving to Arkansas as an offensive coordinator under Barry, and that would make sense to me. That's kind of the scenario that I can piece together in my mind. What say you, Chad? Of how Rhett Lashley gets in? Here's what's going to happen. LSU's going to hang 100 on Arkansas in two weeks. Yeah. I grimaced. (laughs) It's a night game. Down in the bayou, destroyed. And then Missouri, that's going to be a heartbreaker, Tommy, because we're going to be up. We're going to be leading going into the fourth quarter. We're going to be feeling good, and we're going to blow it. Missouri's going to come back and win. That's what's going to happen. Tommy Debbie Downer. We'll see. I, I do think the fans are going to freaking pack War Memorial Stadium. I think that's going to be a so? thing. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be packed. I think if we are performing okay, it's going to be pretty loud. I feel like both teams are going to be motivated. From the beginning of the season, I said that's going to be a great game. I still think it is, even with all the craziness that's happened. Is uh, is Kelly Bryant hurt? He Yes, he did not play, um, but I think he's going to play. I don't think he's out for long. I think it was a... See, old um, Fayetteville High School... Uh, Taylor Powell played against uh, Georgia. I watched some of that game. He was fine. Again, it's one of those weird... I feel like Missouri is the team that vacuums up all of our players from Arkansas that don't quite make Arkansas's roster. We don't offer them, and they're kind of a middle three-star guy, and they go to Missouri, and they're pretty good. Do you feel that way? Yeah. You remember that one? Who was the Little Rock guy? I remember his year. Yeah. Crockett. 
Yeah. Dem- Demaria? Dem- something like that. He was like really good. He was great for them, you know. And that's the stuff that I think is driving kind of Arkansas fans crazy right now because we would much rather have those types of kids that are from Arkansas that grew up Razorback fans or at least, you know, there, so many kids now aren't even growing up Razorback fans because we've been so terrible their whole life. Um, at least any time they care about sports. But still, there's still always something about playing for your home state. And I would much rather have those guys on our team than equivalent talent from a different state. It's just how it is. Give them a chance. And I think Barry Lunny does know that. And I and I hope that we continue that mentality and actually give those guys a chance to play for the Razorbacks, not just walk on and stuff. Well, maybe uh, maybe... Rhett Lashley could do that for us. No. <laughs> Maybe so. As offensive coordinator under Barry Lunny, in the scenario <laughs> that he beats Mizzou and Hunter Juracek holds on to him. Hey, well, guess what? Andy also left another voicemail for us on Sunday yes. this time, yesterday, at 3.17 p.m. So let's, uh, let's give that a listen. Hey, Tommy. This is Andy. I was sitting in church today thinking... Oh, man, it's hard to explain how it's going to be to the Hog fans. But just about then, I got a message from across my phone that said, Chad Morris has been fired, and I knew it was going to be a great day. Woo! <laughs> I'll tell you what. I don't even know who I want to be the next head coach right now, but I like that they picked Barry Lenny to be the interim because it got me thinking. The last time Arkansas fired a coach midseason, a person make his first start in an SEC game on the road was none other than our own Barry Lunny. We took down number four Tennessee at their place, twenty-four to twenty-two. Hopefully, having a good week, and I hope to hear more positive news coming from the Razorbacks from here on out. Okay. <laughs> that was fantastic, Andy. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Andy. I like his. That's <laughs> so funny. I like it, Andy. I like it. And I feel like, yes, a lot of Razorback fans felt that immediate sense of just, it was a happy day for us as fans. I got my got my comments mixed up. When he was saying he, he's gone, that, he was just predicting he was going to be gone. Yeah, that was, that was the name of episode 14. Got it. Something like that. I don't even remember exactly. He's lost. He gone. Something. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think Andy can speak for every Razorback fan sitting in church. We all got the message, and we're like, "Yeah, <laughs> we did it." I know, I know, Chad. We texted a little bit today, and and I know you're not feeling Barry Lunny right now. I know you're not. Oh, no. I think a lot of Hog fans, you know, are cautiously optimistic. I don't think anybody thinks he's going to be great. I think most don't think he's going to be the next head coach. I can see a scenario where he is. That's that's how I would phrase it. I can see a scenario where he wins one of the next two games and he's our best option and we go with him and see what he can do and he does prove himself he can. I remember in the Brett Bielema days that he always pegged, I remember him saying this, that Barry Lunny is a head coach potential. Like he knew that. And so that's always stuck with me that Barry, Lo- Barry Lunny has that type of leadership qualities. And that's all it is. It's a leadership quality that people look for in any kind of head coaching position, and he's got it. And you could tell from his press conference today that he did a better job than Chad Morris did ever. Chad Morris, you know, he 
Barry Lunny is easily better than Chad Morris in a press conference. Now, obviously, a press conference doesn't matter for a whole lot, but it just shows you there is importance to having a presence in front of a crowd. It's important. You got to have people buy in. And he's got already some fans bought in just from his leadership presence. I don't think Chad Morris has that. And I don't think that players bought into what he was saying. And then the more you lose, the more they don't care and they don't listen to that guy anymore because they don't believe that he can make them win. So ultimately, I think that was another of his just, he just doesn't have that leadership quality. I see what you're saying. I I don't know. I mean, I'm not excited. We'll, we'll see. I hope he proves me wrong. I got to do this for old time's sake. Old, uh, old Chad Morris, every press conference you heard from him. I was disappointed. We didn't get his part. We go back in the we're going back to the locker room. We're gonna go back and we're gonna we're gonna work hard. It's hard it's hard to win in the SEC, especially on the road. It's just it's just hard to win in this conference. You need to get evaluate need to get the tape. Guys, you gotta evaluate the tape. I was disappointed in our guys. They didn't do it. We didn't execute. That's all me. But I am the guy. I am the guy. <laughs> it's on me. Yeah, it is on you. Oh, man, it was. Did you see the players' responses on Twitter after oh, after yeah. the news? It was ugly. Ooh. Yeah. I noticed some that stand out in my mind. B.J. Farrell, um, who was one of you know kind of our borderline four star type of players out of Arkansas, he he tweeted that he's gonna come back home one hundred. I don't even know where he's at, to be honest, but that's what he <laughs> said. That well, uh, so we'll see where that goes. Like, uh, th- you see, and then you see people like um, Dan Skipper and uh, Drew Morgan and who else? There was a lot of a lot of former players Devois. that kind of yes, Devois said something. Basically, what you what you see is those players that liked Brett Bielema really did not appreciate how Chad Morris came in with his Texas sized ego and said, I y'all y'all are here because you couldn't take care of business. I'm here and I'm going to fix it for you. And he obviously didn't. And there's something about that Texas sized ego. I don't know if anyone, you know, I know I have people that listen to this in Texas. Sorry if I'm offending you, but there is a thing as Texas ego. I've seen it myself. I'm not a big fan of the Texas ego. Chad Morris has the Texas ego. I'm not a fan of that. And I think that that rubbed a lot of players the wrong way. And you can see it clearly when he was gone. Literally, people were laughing. Like, they were on Twitter. This is players laughing about it, how happy they were. Yeah. I just don't understand. I just think about how did Rakeem Boyd, he, he only got like seven carries. He had seven carries on the game. He rushed for like over 150 yards. How does he only have seven carries? I know we were behind, but I didn't watch the game, Chad, so I can't comment on that. But it does sound really ridiculous to me. And Devois, Devois, a senior on senior night, got one carry. Ooh. And you know he's been very, very loyal to the program. Yeah. He's one of those that has gotten a lot of grief from the fans. I think, to his credit. He's stuck. He's stuck around, and he didn't have to. He could have gone. He was a very high-rated running back. He could have lived. He could have gotten. He could have transferred based off just his, you know, high school pedigree. Let alone, you know, it doesn't matter what he did in college. People will want a borderline five-star running back on their roster. Anybody would. 
And he didn't. He stuck around. Credit to him. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's, I don't know about his pro potential. I would guess that it's not much at the moment, unfortunately. But who knows? Maybe he'll go to the combine and show out and, and make a team that way. But well, all right, man. I think that's about all I've got today. I need to watch the games. I will. Don't have football. No football this weekend. We won't lose. Hogs tomorrow. North Texas. Stand up. So, yeah, it'll be fun tomorrow. I'm not going. I was going to go. Too cold. Too cold. Oh, Chad. Important prediction here. Chances that Chandler Morris decommits. 100%. What if he doesn't, though? <laughs> so, uh, instant favorite player. I agree. If he if he still comes and he's like that committed, man, he's going to be a good one. Just peg it. That dude has I, more cojones than any of us if he still comes. I hope he, yeah, yeah, he's so awesome. I'd buy a jersey. <laughs> Me too. Morris on the back. <laughs> Everybody throws stuff at you. All right, Chad, you need to leave one last message to the fans listening last to the podcast. I know was it last was it the last episode where you just said be kind like Ellen DeGeneres? Yeah, I did. <laughs> All right, I did. give That's, us give us oh. a Chad Graham parting shot. What do you got for us? All right. We had be kind last week. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it up a notch here. Let's uh let's be aggressive. All right. Be aggressive this week, but in a but in a kind way. Okay? Be aggressive at your job. Be aggressive in your hobbies. Um, what about in relationships? In your relationships. <laughs> With tact. <laughs> Perfect. And when I when I'm I mean when I say be aggressive, I mean go buy flowers, right? Yeah. Like the jewelry store like we talked about last week. <laughs> I like it. All right. This is your week to be aggressive. B E aggressive. Aggressive. Woo. <laughs> well, all right. What's in this thing? As the great Mac Davis taught us so long ago. <laughs> I it's so hard to even say this now. Like it's kind of a tongue in cheek. It's kind of serious, but it's a tongue in cheek. Man, this is getting hard to say. It can be really hard to be humble. Be humble. <laughs> Especially, <laughs> especially when you're an Arkansas, Arkansas Razorback fan. Razorback fan. Woo pig. Woo pig. Oh. <laughs>